You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Tuesday. It is the morning sickness. My name's John. How are you? There's Brady. There's Brett. There's Big Dick Toledo. This is the morning sickness, and it's 545, uh, starting off a glorious Tuesday after a great uh, football game, like a really good one. I bailed out on that thing. So I'm like, I, some about the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I stand by my statements of years and years ago, it's God hates Jags, <laughs> is that, uh, and then it became a thing. I was all proud of that one. Back when they invented the Jaguars, I would say that all the time. And then now it's a, an Instagram page. Damn it, I could have. I don't know if that guy's making money, but I could have made that money at least. Uh, but I just don't like watching them. They bore me. I don't care if they're good or bad or whatever. I usually am like, nah, Jags. And even though they're very good right now, eh, bleh, Jags. But last night I ended up kind of going back to it. Ended up being a pretty damn good game. And uh, I still stand by the statements that the Bengals are nothing without Burrow. But that was pretty impressive by that Browning kid. Browning was yeah. impressive last night. I was like, whoa. He's earning himself a deal on a bad team that's going to be like, I'll pay that guy to be my, He's the new Kirk Cousins. Welcome to the Bears. Yep, he's, <laughs> he's going to be on one of those teams. It's like, oh, we think we can get some of this Browning guy. He had a good game. I had one of my buddies say, hey, you think we get a refund? Get some of that money back yeah. from Burrow? And just yeah, to- just immediately go. Yeah. Yeah, still, in the long run, <laughs> you're, not, you're not doing anything. And that defense is not better. So no, that the, was not. A- Bengals are... Uh, they're in trouble as far as like with Browning and the yeah, he, the defense gets better when you've got Burrow and offense. But it was a fun game, and the Jags were unimpressive at home on a primetime game. But they everybody uh, you know stayed tight. It was an entertaining game. That's that been was a while. tough one. Hanging over that, hey, you win this out, you, but you take look the at, division uh, possibly. In, well, you're yeah, the number one seed for the week. The uh, they're going to take the division. That shouldn't be an issue, but. Man, that's a being the number one seed and holding that would have been nice and had the opportunity to do that. They're out on that because uh, now Trevor Lawrence's leg is all broken up. He's another quarterback that goes away. So the whole AFC, except for Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, did you see that Patrick list that count. they put up? Yeah, it's huge. Injured quarterbacks, They're almost all AFC guys, other than Daniel Jones. I mean, you got a lot of AFC guys. NFC's running strong right now. AFC's in trouble. You still, if the Bills sneak in, that's big. 
and the Chiefs will always be something in the playoffs. But the Ravens, Chiefs, and Bills are the ones to watch, and the rest of them are all dinged up, banged up beyond belief. You can even have the Colts running with Gardner Minshew 3. He wasn't supposed to be there. That's Anthony Richardson's team. So good football, though. The last three primetime games have all been really fun. The Seahawks and Cowboys on Thursday and then Packers-Chiefs. This thing last night, what's going on? The referees try to ruin it, but they can't. It's pretty pretty amazing. Getting into December football. Mixing in with some Goodell news. Well, he's always involved. He's got to always be, you know, come around December, he's always got to step in and, and get his Give face his opinion on, on something. Yeah, always. I, I don't care about commissioners anymore. We've paid way too much attention to referees and commissioners instead of just the game, you know? When I was a kid, Pete Rosell was the commissioner of the NFL, and you only heard from him if something went horribly wrong. He was like a... Or presenting a check. Or, yeah, or like handing award. a giant check. Or, and they didn't even do the awards like yeah. they do now. At the end of the year, he's given them the Lombardi Trophy, and that's when you saw Pete Rosell. Now you see Goodell everywhere. It's, 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 and then it reminds me of what I watched last night, which I'm watching that uh, Netflix uh, documentary about Gotti. And I'm, I wanted to call. I did. I text Brad. I'm yeah. like, hey, you got to watch this so we can talk about this stuff. It's just fun to watch mob stuff when there's actual mobsters in it. Rats. But rats who are alive still, which yeah, is crazy. And it's, not, and it's not that old. I no, mean, it's brand new. It's it's uh, not that low, not old at all. I'm just it, talking about the timing of, you know, you hear I, all this mob stuff when the last, you know. Oh, no. It was the 80s. 80s. Like yeah. crazy. Well, they still do hits. It's just a different way. But the 80s were like the last hurrah, and then the drugs happened. But, man, oh, man, God, he did it. Like you said when I was talking mm-hmm. to you, and he said, God, he's the one who wrecked everything. And he kind of is because he turned them into cartel. He, he made the cartel the more popular thing or the, gave them power over the mob. But, man, it's fun to watch rats talk about the life. And then it's cool because, I man, I, I say this every time I watch stuff like that. I would have done it. I don't. Uh, I would have been in the mob. Oh like, yeah. I don't like the idea. I would have done it. Like if I was. If I, I think about that, you know, just geographically, your life changes so much on the geographic whoopsie of where you're from. If you're born in, you know, Queens and Brooklyn, and you're in that neighborhood, and I mean, Brett, you're a Mesa kid. Yeah. But had you been born in that, you're born into that. And that one guy's like, I was 12, and I started to go to these social clubs with my dad, and I realized, oh, we're in the mob. Like the, the families weren't even uh. sure. And he's like, and that's when I kind of had to realize the lifestyle and start to take it on. Then they talk about this guy's time in, and he goes, and then we had to go. The one dude that cut that other guy's balls off on a pool table, he just talks about it like he went to dinner with someone. And then, you know, he was messing around with one of, one of the made guy's wives. So I had to take a trip to Florida and pay him a visit. And they're like, ooh, what's the visit entail? Like, you know, so I knock on the door. I got a UPS outfit. I, I bang down the door, broad answers. I move her out the way. I find him. He's crying and screaming. I punch him. I put him up on the pool table, tie him down. I grab a knife. I cut his balls off. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, well, thanks for your, I guess, your candor, your wide open story. I'm like, that is a thing. And then they just go about business. And then they tell the government, I'll tell you this stuff about that guy. But I can't get in trouble for cutting guys' balls off. No. In fact, you can go on TV and talk about it. You got a deal. And I know I would have spun, too, Brett. I would have not only lived the lifestyle, I would have been a rat. I think the whole thing with, like, a lot of the guys that ratted on Gotti, I think the reason that they're still around is because the other higher-ups are kind of like, all right, yeah, take we care need to get rid of this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to get rid of this guy. He's making too much noise. It was Which great. he was. And the one dude sitting in an Italian restaurant in the Bronx 
talking about cutting a guy's balls off. And he said, there's right, there is right there. Like Sammy the Bull's allowed to wander in. He's on TV all the time. Yeah, he's here. He's right here and tells everybody where he is. He was on Fox News the other night. I'm watching. And and uh, Jesse Waters was even like, I never thought I'd hear a patriotic rousing speech from yeah. Sammy the Bull, but I did. And I'm like, what is going on that the mob's starting to make more sense? And even Sammy said, you know, things were better when the mafia was running stuff. That's a fact. And if you look at Vegas and New York. Look at Vegas. The perfect example. It's hard to argue. Unions. Yep. We had it all figured out. But they were making so much money. So I'm watching that thing and I'm like, everybody always like, oh, it's you could never. They were making $20,000 a day independently. They were selling the drug thing during the Gotti time. But a few of those guys were pulling 20 grand a day for whatever. I don't know how much they got to keep. But that if you got 30 capos dropping 20 grand a day. I mean, that's the, the thing that I always wonder what the means. survival rate of, a, you know, once you're made, because it always seems like I guess you get in, you get made and you're like, you know what? I got my years and it'll be a matter of time when you're made. You're not supposed to get touched by anybody, but it's getting made. But it's the thing. Yeah, that's the hard yeah. part is getting. Oh, it's so fun to watch that. But I honestly, I like that. I watching that thing. I'm like, had I not been born in podunk, cruddy Lowell, Indiana, and I was in the middle of this, this environment it's just a and you know if you were born a city over you're probably your life changes completely geographically that's what makes you uh but that's it like you grow up in that thing and you're just part of it but i know for a fact i'd have fallen for the money i know for a fact that have been money power and fame exactly i'd have been all over this thing there's no doubt about it in my mind when somebody says you want to help me out i'll give you 10 grand yes what are we doing well, we just got to get a package from here today you don't need to ask questions nobody needs to know a thing you bet and I don't have to work? Nah, we hang out at the social club. <laughs> All right. This this is my dream. And then when it starts getting a little heavy and somebody else says, everything you've done wrong you can't get in trouble for, if you just tell us that, okay, I'd have been a rat too. I know, I, I know exactly my path in that. I know for sure. Oh, that's what the uh, interesting thing, uh, I know it's the show, but it was that last one that Sylvester Stallone did. He was awarded, basically. He's like, I did 25 years. Did not say anything. Yeah. And they're like, you're good. Yeah. Yeah, he was a collector. People forget. You're just part of the world. And then they'll let you loose if you become like, you know, if you're a good soldier. and you Ah, it's so fun to watch that stuff. And it's what's really weird is how fascinated we as a society are by it because I think it's tempting. I think it's the allure of the whole thing. Would I want to be Italian? No. It seems insane. That's amazing. That's the worst part. It's amazing. All the noise and yelling but, well, and the outfits and that's the true. dressing and all that. Man, God, they go through a lot to just be. But uh, it is, and we're fascinated by these guys, and we laugh at it. Guy on TV starts going, it's been glorified. Hey, you know, I cut his balls off, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> that's horrible. That's just a horrible human being. It's murdering people and just talking about it like it was, you know, Sunday. Big deal. That's like in The Sopranos when she goes... What do you? How do you think that our dad is in the sanitation business? Right. We live in a house like this. Well, that was my favorite thing. I mean, the, the one lady from the government said uh, John Gotti's business card said he was in plumbing, and then his tax record said he made twenty five thousand dollars a year. But every time I talked to him, he climbed into a seventy thousand dollar Mercedes in nineteen eighty four, and had, someone drove him away. So I don't know a lot of twenty five thousand dollar year plumbers <laughs> that had cars worth more than his annual salary and a driver. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a plumber, 25 Gs. That's it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> it's it a volunteer. Awesome. It's so, and it was just so out in the open. Such an amazing thing. 
And I don't even know if this is going to end well. I'm only on the second episode, and I finished it. And I was like, this has got me. But it interrupted the football game, which I love football. And I'm like, ah, I'm into the mob now. And it's De Niro's fault, and it's Scorsese's fault. Because they made it so cool. And it really isn't. Even the Sopranos, in a way. I mean, after... Oh, yeah. That's what I tell my dad. Oh, for sure. I tell my dad, who was a big fan of the Old West. Like, that's a dumb lifestyle. Like, it's a dirty old cowboys doing muck and work all day. I mean, you make it seem like everybody was the Lone Ranger, but they weren't. They were filthy vagabonds riding horses from one stable to the next, trying to keep, you know, just a, a couple bucks in their pocket. It was gross. And he's like, no, it was the, he sees it the way I see the mob. Like, that's got this, because movies, when my dad was a kid, were all about how glorifying and beautiful the West was. And then the mob stuff was my deal. That was the one that got, you don't understand this lifestyle, but it makes me want to go to New York and just wander around saying, forget about it. And seeing if I'd get in. And, and another thing I think is because it feels like if you're in that thing, you've been accepted into something. It's almost better than a country club. You're in something more important. Like you got, you, you got, got backup. You got what well, beyond that? You got allowed into something that's really exclusive. That's cool. I want to be Tom Hagen. Is what I'm saying. I want to be. <laughs> I want to be. I want to be a consigliere, even though he's not part of the family. Miss something? Something? Check out Homework's Morning Sickness podcast at ninety eight kupd.com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Holmberg's morning sickness. Yeah, I'm just some Swede. I'd be the Swede. That's what they'd call me. It would be <laughs> awesome. I even have my own nickname already. But yeah, it fascinates me. Would I have the courage to kill people? No, because I grew up in Mesa. But if I was in Italy... Well, if you went to Westwood, do you mind? Yeah, exactly. Well, no, that's why I stayed away from Westwood. I was scared of it. I'll deliver stuff all day. Yeah, I grew up soft. I grew up soft over in Mesa. But you put me in the... That's what I want to know. I want to know if I could... Like, if you were raised in that environment, you become a different person. It would have been awesome. And they'd be like, hey, Swede, grab me stick. Playing stick bull up front. With, no, I had an accent for no reason. I'd have been Swede. <laughs> I'd have been Swede. It would have been great. But it doesn't happen that way. It stinks. And then I'm flipping around on the, I'm on the internet and stuff the whole time uh, that I'm watching TV, because that's what you do. And uh, <laughs> some little lady was at her dad's deathbed. And he was like, baby, 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 come here. Oh, man. I got to let you know. I was a bank fugitive. What? He was a... Uh, Cleveland. He, just, he told everything. He was a... Uh, her dad was dying. His name's Tom Randell. And he came clean with a... Uh, we had six weeks to live. He got lung cancer. And then he just l- turns to her and says, this is what you need to know. They're, they're still looking for me. I'm positive of it. Uh, had to 
tell her his real name's Ted Conrad. And then uh, $200,000 from the bank. He said, just I'm telling you this stuff, but don't look into it. Well, she, he dies, and the first thing she does is starts into looking it. into it and tells TMZ about it. Uh, what happened to Dying Wishes? Mom had no idea as nope, well. No one knew. He was a vault teller theft guy. He was That was his specialty. He would get into the vault. But what? And one day he decided, let myself into the vault. Puts the cash in the bag yeah. and Two, disappears. $219,000, which is about $2 million today, is when he knocked it out. And Friday, July 11th, 1969. All right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> he went to D.C. that night. Uh, he uh, stole from the whole thing. And then he be- and then the Conrad him became a wanted man. He changed his name, ended up in Boston, uh, ends up uh, Ted whatever, Rendell. Yeah. Steals a name, does everything. And it's this is the thing that great movies are made of. Which is why his daughter's going to cash in. Because she went and uh, the other thing she found was the original. She looked up and saw the, and found some IDs. Oh, yeah. She went crazy. She, she the dug trail. and dug She's and like, dug and dug. As much as I don't want to, now I'm so curious. She dug in and it was a dying wish. Don't look into this. Just know this, that I'm trusting you with this information. And what's she going to do? Cash in on it. More than he did. Does that make her any better than him? Does she have a right to? No. Like, that's the crazy part. Yeah. It's like, you know, OJ can't make money off of a book sale, but can his son and daughter? But you could see, well, hmm, my dad's been lying to me my entire life. I suppose. Do I have the right to do uh, that? If But you have to think of why he was lying to you his entire life. Yeah. It wasn't to make you miserable. It was to make your life better. He was the one under all the pressure, not you. He did such a good job, you never knew. Your life was normal. Till, and then... Till right now. I want my dad to have a goddamn deathbed confession. You can cash in on that stuff. I didn't really... He was like, don't tell anybody. Sure. Right. And I'd be on the phone with Scorsese the next day. You got to hear this. It was almost like the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio movie, Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. Uh, because a father and son, Marshall's basically said this is my life to catch this guy yeah. from 1969 on the father started then the son became a marshal and he picked up the which is case. nothing like that movie but still well as far as <laughs> it is in the way that the guy was chasing oh, yeah. the whole time Tom it Hanks cold stayed case after it's only like, like six years that yeah. movie's misleading it made it seem like, like it was forever yeah they started to grab him it wasn't that long at all in fact he was from 17 to 22 when they got him which is only like four years, and then that whole thing after. But still, I see what you're saying is that it was a life dedication. I'm not to stopping until it. I get this. Well, guy. that guy's terrible at his job, and so's his son. Yeah, makes a great movie. Two bumbling idiots that have dedicated their life to catching one guy, and neither of them could do it. We'll pick up this cold case. They didn't do anything. Oh, that's great. Life has all those secrets, and so far, none in my life. Nothing boring. I have never had a friend die with a parental. So the only thing I know is that my great grandmother was the town whore in Vincennes, and I found that out. Pretty exciting. I, like, eh. I didn't really know her that well. Yeah. I went to her house a couple times. She had a cool uh, golden retriever and a lab, and I liked her dog. She had a, a Siamese cat that scratched my sister's eye out, so I liked the cat a lot. <laughs> didn't actually take her eye out, but it tried. Put a big scar across her face. It's pretty cool. Like, sex swing in her bedroom and stuff. <laughs> I didn't see any of that. Okay. I was too young, Brett. I was four. If she had a sex Wouldn't swing, known. I probably well, sat in. swing. I thought it was a hammock. I thought a it was a set. fun toy uh, great-grands had. And she ran that retirement home, and 
boned for rent. I didn't know this until much later. I rode in a basket in her bedroom. Five different kids, uh, all from different guys. My grandma was one of them. My sweet, sweet grandma. And all of her brothers and sisters were step. I didn't know that. Yeah, Grandma Thornberry was the town whore, as far as I know. But I didn't. That's not a. That's not anything. And evidently, it wasn't that secret either. Would have been awesome to like be part of that too. Not necessarily with Grandma, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like you kind of help Grandma run the retirement home and uh, Grandma. Uh, Grandma's pimp. Mister Billiff is uh, behind on his rent. All right, send him in. <laughs> that's right, Billiff. Get in there. <laughs> Are we clear? All right, you got one more month here, Bella. You're going to private school. You make me pop twice, and I'll give you next month for half off. Oh, baby! Yeah, that was the rule. If you made my great-grandmother orgasm, you got a free month at the retirement home. Wow. (laughs) It was in the paperwork. (laughs) All right, put your teeth back in. Right, all right, all right. Quit nubbing it. I like a little action down there. Bite it. Bunch of signs yeah. before you get to the retirement home. Always said, get a free month. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ask how. <laughs> <laughs> we were uh, curious about my dad's free month. Oh, don't worry about that. He's got the next year for free. That guy's a worker bee. That was my secret in the family. It's funny, but it's not a movie. Well, maybe. I guess it could be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I suppose I could get the Wayans brothers involved in that, but probably take a drastic turn and I wouldn't have to. But I, I'd like to. You know, help my great-grandmother's legacy live on forever with Sally Field as Grandma Thornberry. Well, if it's the Wayans brothers, it had to be like, uh, you know. Well, they, it, would, it, would, it would turn colors is what yeah. you're saying. It would be a different – it wouldn't be – well, maybe they would help like me. Like Tyler Perry paying yeah. your grandma. <laughs> right. and, you know. But I think maybe the Wayans brothers would help me make it fun. But that's that's a good movie, but it's not – I could legendary. get them involved in mine now I think about it. You got a few. Yeah, the exchange students. Oh, beyond uh, the exchange yeah, students, you're, you don't have to worry about anybody outside your family. Your, your, your dad's trip to Cuba, yeah. the gay brother, the you're, everything about your family is hidden. It's great. The drug addicts that stayed at your house, you were ha- more of a halfway house than exchange students. You had people standing on your roof sniffing glue and like so. What looked to be a, terrible a halfway criminals. house. Yeah. Was, Who knows? Maybe my dad was a made man. Oh, your dad had something going on. That that never ever will that trip to Cuba be a normal thing. During the revolution, he's down there golfing with now <laughs> Pete, Pete, from and Chicago. John, Pete and John from Chicago. Hey, they were good guys. Yeah, all right. I know. Keep it to yourself. Close to the vest there. You don't want everyone to know. But uh, I don't have anything. You have any? You, you wouldn't know. Do you know? If you think your dad will I have a deathbed know. confession? He's got some trucker stories. <laughs> No, nah, I don't think so. He was transporting semester goods. I think my grandfather it's might have, trucker. but I didn't know anything. No kidding. I was too young by then. And you, because you're in Mesa, you got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Rhodes Junior High in uh, Gilbert. It's a perfect story. You know. It's a cover for his dad, but Brett, poor Brett, dodged the whole life of yeah. You'd have been good at it. <laughs> You'd have been good. That smile when you know things aren't. Yeah, Brett would have been good at it. But now, no, he's just this soft bitch from Mesa. That's yeah. all Brett is. Me too. Out, Don't worry about it. Hanging out in the radio station. Yeah. Telling fart jokes. <laughs> right. We suck. I could have been We something. suck, man. We could have been something. I could have been a contender. We could have been something special. We were raised wrong. <laughs> That's the problem. All protected and soft. Scared of crime. I'm scared of crime. When I'm raised in a different world. You start getting to that time. Like, what did I miss? The fear of missing out? No, I did miss out on 
all that. I missed out the experience of being a mobster. I have real no real interest in the inner city urban life. That sounds awful. You don't want to be a Crenshaw Mafia? No, I don't want to be a Crenshaw. No, I don't want to be a Rolling Sixty or a Crenshaw Mafia guy. That doesn't that doesn't strike interest in me because there was no. It didn't seem like everybody was making a ton of cash, and like two or three guys did, and they were shooting everybody who didn't. And the, it was the opposite of the mob. It was top down. Although the gang started running kind of like the mob. No real interest in that. A little bit into the cartel. If I could switch, uh, if I could identify as a different nationality, that one's got me interested. The cartel's pretty fascinating. Oh, Toledo's got friends that are you know not of that nationality, and they're fine. I don't want to be white in the cartel. You're the first one out. <laughs> Whitey and the cartel better have some power coming in that helps them. I don't have that. I would have to, again, I'd have to work my way up and you're not. There's been a couple of glorious movies where there's a collaboration going on. Right. But those are one-offs and they're usually lies. Like they always come back and go, that's not what happened. It's it's the and same. the government as, gets involved. It's, it's, Walter that. White it. it's the blind side. It, Walter White ruined everything though. When you oh. look at it, Walter White was the fly in the soup. Uh, they always, you know, eh. Ozarks it, it, got that o- made Ozarks in America. The garbage. Tom Cruise one's pretty amazing story if it's real. Yeah. But they all come back and go, "That's not what happened." It's the Michael Ower story. Anytime you say white people came in and did this in a movie, even I, as a white person, I'm like, "This probably isn't how this happened." It's called whitewashing for a reason. You know, I still look at the Michael Ower thing, and I'm like, "The Tuies." They acted like they did some sort of charity work just by adopting. If that was a white kid, no one would know about it. Guess something, something. Check out Homework's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. You know who I know is adopted? Alec Ingold. Who, John? Who? Oh, he's a fullback that plays for the Dolphins. Adopted by a white... Nobody cares about that. Uh, Colin Kaepernick tried to be... And he turned on his white family, too. He was adopted by whites. Nobody cares unless you can make it about how you saved someone. And you can't save a white kid through adoption. That's nothing. Nobody's going to buy that. You have to have, it has to be colorful. You have to, like, you know, that's why. You need the adopted uh, white kid to be, you know, the story. No one would becomes a billionaire or something. No one Maven Johnson. Right, right. That's it. But it has to remain colorful. It, even if, if black families adopted a white kid and made him, and he became a billionaire, they'd just blame the family. They, they'd be mad at the black. Well, if it wasn't for you, it'd have been a billionaire earlier. It's like it was a long road. You can't have it. Nobody will care if a white family adopts a white kid and that kid goes on to be a billionaire. It's like not that big of a deal. But we as whitewashers, white family takes a black kid out of an orphanage and he becomes a billionaire it's like oh we gave him a chance he did never had and it's a, it's all this heroic white uh, savior complex that is a real thing you watch movies we've got it in a big way and you know what it's pretty great to have it i mean we've got it cuz deep down that's our white pride <laughs> we Careful. can we no it's true that's that's it. the one thing you can do too you can put that on your list What's that? You could be the savior on that. That would I don't make a do documentary. That. You gotta have some kids. Like tasting the 
you know, being made. Yeah, I might have been. I might have been the person talking about adopting a black long before anybody did it or became famous. Left-handed. For it. I've been talking about that since yep. I was nineteen. Now you get a left-handed black kid out of an orphanage and give him love he's never had. You've got Dontrell Willis, and he may flame out, but he's getting a few years in there, and you're going to benefit. It. You let him stay at home. You can live at home. I, I had white savior complex as a young man. But that requires having a kid in the house. Strike one. No, thank you. And then that kid's friends come over. Worse. Yeah. But I've had that for a long time. Then the other thing that there was a, another deathbed thing I read last night, uh, bouncing off of the other story of the bank robber. Uh, his mom passed away. And then uh, right before the funeral and stuff, the whole family kind of told him, like, we've known this, but uh, your wife is actually your half-sister. Because the mom had a kid and gave it up, and the family down the road raised this kid or something. And it was one of those, we just connected. Yeah, they started dating uh, before they got married. Oh. Mom passed away of cancer and gave him uh, all, uh, you know, some information to look into. Uh, the news they never wanted to hear began clearing his mom's uh, attic. She was uh, They were in the attic looking for stuff. And he's like, she said something about blah, blah, blah. And uh, went up and started to realize my mother had an at-home birth. And uh, she had an only child and filling out all the paperwork. She refused to give information on my father. So there's no information about that. Well, it turns out his father's the same one as the guy who made the wife or the, his wife. So it's the same dad, evidently. So she knew that. It wasn't that she gave birth to both of them, evidently. Uh, the dad was involved. So it's the same dad. She And mom knew. It said, life growing up was hard. My mom was a doctor. We were financially stable. My grandma would take care of me. And it was nice. But my mom refused to talk about my dad. And all I knew is that he was a tall son of a bitch. No names. No nothing. 24, he meets his wife. She was 19. He explained uh, she had long black hair, beautiful face, amazing body, the sweetest thing ever. And uh, soon enough, I asked for a number. Things went from there. I proposed to her a year and a half later. To my joy, she said, yes, my mom gets the cancer. Put in a hospital in 2018. We get married. In 2020, my mom passes away. 2023, we find out. <laughs> Going through all of her things. And it ends? I don't know. They're still hanging together. Like, okay. what do you do? The damage is already done. What do you do if you find out Ronnie is your And is it legal? I don't know. if I mean, I don't know anybody. It's unprecedented. So what are you going to do? Like go to the cops immediately and go, hey, we have to turn ourselves in? I mean. What state's it in? Yeah, it's in England. Oh. So it's probably legal. Those yeah. Those freaks. But yeah, so that guy's got that story. He gets deathbed confession day here on December 5th. Yeah, it's weird, but he's like, yeah. Well, she said something about going through the attic. Went through the attic, finally found it. Now he knows that... Uh, not only did mom pass away, but sister, 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 he's been banging his sister for the last five years, like enjoying it too. And always had this weird connection with her. He couldn't quite explain. <laughs> Click. But at this point, if Ronnie's your, your half sister, are you sticking around? Yeah. I'm not. That's gross, Brady. You're <laughs> disgusting. Don't you shake your head now. You answered yes. Oh, yeah. I'm That's in. disgusting. Too late. No, it isn't. You know what? The only honorable thing at that point to do. Kill her. <laughs> she can never tell the tale. 
It's a suicide. And then you wander off through life as a widower and you get all the strains you can get. Yeah, eventually she'll get, oh. you get a couple of drinks in you. I got to tell you something. Yeah. The good thing is I'm not a handsome man. So I don't have that feel. Like a lot of those people that have this situation usually are attracted to the person and they kind of look a little bit alike. And that's the reason there's attraction because they know they're good. I'm not a good looking person. So I look in the mirror. The last thing I want is a woman with similarities to me. Yuck. Like if I saw a woman like she looks a little like me. Yuck. F- that broad. That's disgusting. <laughs> Then I'm like, she looks like, uh, that's what I'd say. She looks like my sister. Ugh. What if I was a handsome person, you know, and you see all the beautiful traits of me in this person, like I'm a handsome man, and she's, there's something about her that reminds me of me. You're kind crazy. of a, You're attracted to her because you're good looking too. But that's a good thing about being ugly. You'll never fall for that one. <laughs> she's got a nose like mine. That woman is undateable. You'd be onto it. You're like, wait Look, a minute. I'm hyper aware of that stuff. People get up like I've Tom Brady's ex-wife, Giselle Bunchen. I'm like, look, great body. Don't get blinded by it. She's got a nose like mine. Like she's too close for comfort to looking like me for me to. And she's a supermodel with tons of money. If she was even interested in me, like, nope, there's a no way. You look too much like me. I can't look down and see parts of me in your face. That's gross. So if Dua Lipa, look, you know, if you looked like Dua Lipa, let's put it that way. <laughs> if I look, if, no, okay, yeah, yeah it's the other way. Change that around. Like, yeah. uh, poor girl. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if you're saying if Dua Lipa looked a little more like me, let me tell you this. Not uh, celebrity, not famous. Those songs wouldn't be half as good. So if you looked like Dua Lipa, yes. let's say that. If I was, Are you in? If I was a, if, yeah, if I had a button nose and a, a, a shapely, an angled face that was not horrific, and I'm like, I'm that woman is beautiful like me. You find that to be pretty. I look in the mirror and I know oh, this is bad. Like this is bad. Nobody should have to do. So I see my traits in other people. Sometimes I'm like, ugh. I've had people tell me that. Oh, my brother looks just like you. My first words, it's just a real poor guy. I say it out loud to me. All oh, that poor guy. No, oh, what are you talking? About? He's not bad. And I, yeah, he is. If he looks like me, well, I mean, he's bald. And most of the time, it's just because he's bald. When you place my nose on somebody's face, it's not good. But if a broad had my nose, there's I would never, guaranteed, if Dan Holmberg made a woman that I didn't know about, I would not be attracted to her. Because his nose is prominent. It's on my sister. It's on me. I've seen it on women. It's not good. I've seen it on my grandmother. She had it, too. She had the Isabel Holmberg nose. Man, oh, shit. I'm carrying it around. The legacy lives on. A woman with this nose, unattractive. Unattractive. It doesn't fit on a face. It that looks like Mr. Reason. Potato Head. You're, you, it's just you didn't wrong. have kids. Like, I don't want to give some of this news. I, I did not want kids because I know how to pass this on to them, and that ain't fair, man. It ain't easy living. Uh, I don't want to have an ugly kid. That's horrible. Horrible to do to your wife. And I know in my situation, I'd have been the reason it's ugly. <laughs> if it comes out ugly, it's my fault. A pretty person and an ugly person have a kid that's ugly. Guess whose fault that is? Yours, ugly. You know. You look at the mirror. I don't want that burden. If you're a guy who's always who always hears, man, you outkicked your coverage. What are you doing with him? And your kid's ugly, too? Everyone knows it's your fault. <laughs> you made the you made the DNA and the, the X and the Y or whatever it is. You screwed it up. And God forbid I had a girl. Oh, that poor little thin-haired, giant-nosed, soft-toothed girl. She'd have been sitting in the corner in the... 2030 
playing jacks all alone because nobody even let her play video games. She's old-fashioned, ugly. And then she'd had some internet boyfriend from Scotland with no necks. He comes flying over. Next thing you know, I got this kid living with me and cutting pages out of books. Yeah, sending over some cash. (laughs) She'd have been flag lady. I'd have had the kids like my uh, my dumb, ugly daughter sent two hundred thousand dollars to what she thought was some marine. It turns out it's a African scam. Yeah, it's a fact. I I would have made a horrendous little girl. And to all the women out there, you're welcome that I didn't make another one. A boy, he'd have probably had a pretty good personality. Probably been pretty fun. I had to tell. I'd have told him early what my dad never told me. Look, you're going to be ugly forever. It's not. You're not. This is bad. Unfortunately, your mother's genes were really weak, and I overpowered them with super seed. And you're going to have this nose and these crooked eyes and this face forever. And you're going to lose your hair. It's just, it's happening. It's, you're going to be an ugly man. You wouldn't want the f- frustrations either. Uh, you're always at home watching TV. <laughs> that wouldn't bother like me. It's like the reverse. Look, I'd have understood it's, it. It's Dan Payback. I would have understood it. My dad never admitted he was an ugly man. He always thought he was strapping. Because he got gigantic. So his mus- he, he was a muscular, shapely man who carried that. So people found him attractive. But it wasn't because of his face. Although his face is better than mine. He still looks good. For 76, the guy looks better than I do. He looks phenomenal. But, yeah, he was less. But I see pictures of him in high school, and it ain't it ain't good. It's mostly nose. There had to have been a two- or three-year period where his dad was questioning, do you like girls? Whether he was gay? No, yeah. I, think my yeah. dad, I think my dad hit it hard. I think my dad in Mount Jewett, Pennsylvania, took everybody who wasn't related and, and bagged them. <laughs> He went out of his way. I'm pretty sure the old man did pretty well. But he was a small-town guy who was always in shape, and I think he bagged a lot. I think that's why he was upset with me. But he never wanted to admit <laughs> I was ugly because he would have had to admit I did this because my mom was very pretty. It was his fault. So I think I think that hurt him. My ugliness hurt him. And he's like, you can't overcome it? And secretly in his head, he's like, I did. But, yeah, but you didn't live in a big city. You know, half the people you were around were related to each other, and the ones that weren't coupled up, it didn't. It was a thing. So he didn't understand my upbringing as an ugly person. I wouldn't have done that to a kid. Terrible. There's something, something. Check out Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Your mom and dad, both good-looking. Could have been brother and sister. When you look at them, they had no. a... <laughs> you don't no, know that. Right. They're both... They had the similar characteristics. Yeah. <laughs> He's carrying it all yeah, the I way. didn't come out with three You're arms or anything. You're an incest baby. No. You are an incest baby. <laughs> I didn't come out with three arms yeah, or anything. Let me just say this. It wouldn't surprise me no. if they were related. Your eyes are kind of close to Yeah, you, you no. do. You do occasionally cross. <laughs> no. <laughs> but of all the people in the room, and maybe Toledo, but... Eh, no, we don't know about Toledo. We don't know. Because we know who his dad is, but we don't know that his mom didn't have... Like, we don't know that he didn't... Like, he and Don made people. We don't know that they're not related. There's a high, po- there's a high probability. But if I had to put money on this she room. came down from the high country? If, if, you, if, 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 a, if a genie came in and said, someone in this room's parents were brother and sister, I'd be like, Brett. Because they were good looking. Oh. And you'd be attracted to that. They're good looking people who found each other. Like, I find you strangely intriguing because they reminded each other of each other. Your dad looks <laughs> great, too. Your dad might have the same age. They both yeah. look fantastic. Your dad's a suave man. There's a good chance that's his sister. <laughs> and you're one of those half-potato babies. <laughs> Call me Chad Tracy. 
No chance in my life. I look at my mom and I'm like, yeah, I didn't get any of that. My mom's whole family is like, they're all, even the Drunkle Dennis and Drunkle Doug, they, they, Drunkle Doug looks great. He's in his 70s and he's just, they're just. Still looking good? They're just, they're camera age. ready all the time. A picture of these, they didn't keep their bodies together, but they, they all look good. I didn't have that. And look at my dad's side of the family. I got cousins with the Holmberg nose. Women, they tried. To, they tried. Oh yeah, they tried to be models, but if they didn't cut that thing off, they weren't going anywhere. And no surgeon, no surgeon, like this, you would die. You'd bleed to death if I cut off half this nose. There's way too much. In, like, like Jennifer nose. Gray type nose, like old Jennifer Gray. Look at my nose. Yeah, put it on a broad. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's what I'm talking whoa. about. Yeah, whoa is right. You and that is what my dad needed to do when I was a kid. Right there. You're gonna have a tough go here, ugly. You gotta. You start telling good stories. Learn to be funny. It took me a long time. But, yeah, that was what it was. And if I made a girl, oh, God. I If I would have made a little girl, I would have, poor little kid, come waddling in. For, Everybody made fun of my face again, Dad. I'm sorry. I killed her dad. I'd have gotten rid of her. I'd have had to move on because I've adapted. This is for your own good. It would have been like a Steinbeck novel. I'd have just had her look out at the sunset and think of the puppies and brushed her hair back and then. That would have been it. George and Lenny style. I would have had to do it, but that's me. Yeah, look at your kid today. You know if it's ugly. And then look at your wife. And if she's pretty, it's your fault. It's your fault. I feel bad. I can't imagine how ugly my kid would have been. (laughs) Poor Megan would have sat there and looked at that ugly kid and just not understood why he's having so much trouble. She never had to deal with it. Her life was always so simple because she was pretty all the time. Like, you just don't understand how easy. We got into a free concert even now. Uh, we, we went to go see Royal Blood. Her and her friends were standing there. We didn't have tickets. Oh, Netanyahu went around? You can't no. pay for a ticket no, yourself? Had, what are you so doing over I got here? the tickets, and then two more showed up in my phone. Yeah. And I'm like, are these tickets? I don't know. And her friends were right down the street, and she goes, let's see if, and they were the cartels. See if Becky and, and they want to come by. And I'm like, all right. So... She's got the phone. I didn't go out to the thing. I give her the phone, and she goes to beep him in, and the guy's like, these aren't tickets. And she had kind of a V-neck shirt with some boobs out. Not a lot, but enough. And then she goes, oh, they just walked all the way over here. Can we get in? And the guy's like, yeah, go ahead. I'm like, that doesn't happen. Bro, can we get in? (laughs) Yeah, Brady and I. Oh, my friend Brady just wandered all. Get your ugly asses out of here. Not getting in for free. Brady, show him your cans. And Brady would have understood. (laughs) Nice try. We'll just wait for you over there. John, you have to do a voice or something. Yeah, no, it doesn't work. Security doesn't want to hear a show. They want to see almost nipples. I've been doing it for 30 minutes. The guy's not buying it. Yeah, do you, Biden. Do Biden. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's good stuff. This guy, let all of his friends in. You with the cans that I haven't even noticed. But all you have to do is just kind of be like, oh, shoot. She didn't even know. She wasn't putting on a show. She just He just looked and went, yeah, you can. He was just going to say yes to whatever she asked for. All right, the voices aren't working. Yeah. Operation Make-A-Wish. Let's yeah. do this. She... Has that at Disneyland? People were handing us passes years ago because she looked sad. Oh, two and a half hours for Space Mountain. You look upset. Here you go. Did that guy just give you two fast passes for being sad? Yeah, isn't it great? You don't realize the f- power you have. And if we had kids, it would be my fault that I didn't pass the power on. Yeah, there's no question. Most broads don't get it though. She needs to find a better looking guy. She's still got some breeding years. And she needs, if she, she's got to get. Look, if you want one, let I, me know now. I root for that. My ex-wife has two kids. 
And the guy she uh, got with was evidently he's kind of definitely <laughs> but he's he was handsome. <laughs> and they made some good looking kids. They look like, but they're uh, they're phony people. So it, it looks the pictures of the family look like those things you see at CVS in the frame. It's good. It's like a beautiful Christmas card. Yeah, yeah, great looking Christmas card people. Yes, the wall, the old wallet pictures. They're coming in too, by the way. The pig, yeah, they're all coming in. But yeah, the ex had that, and it's a good thing. Like, I look at her kids, and I'm like, oh, good for her. She wanted kids, and she made them with a good-looking person. Smart. You don't, you don't want that. The vasectomy for Dr. Lynn was two things. It was my security, and it kept another uggo off the planet. Thanks, buddy. Disappointing. <laughs> oh, Megan's parents would have been upset that they had a ugly freaky grandkid yeah it's not good my nose doesn't fit on other people and you're right i mean there's there's always concerns like i don't you know i don't want kirby to have my physique no god no like that's tougher for girls <laughs> honey you <laughs> you're horrible Brady. did you pass that down look luckily she got some height your seed was weak ronnie took over <laughs> yeah mine would have been gangly and ugly god ugly I almost want to make a kid just to see how ugly it is and then drown it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brady, it would have been, you'd have thanked me so you didn't have to look at it. Yeah. Someone yeah, you have to wait, though. No, 12, 13 years. I'm not that close yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's enough time. I've been around 12. You can th- see. I've been around 12, 13 year relationships that ended, and you're just like, that's fine with me. I just wouldn't have gotten too close. I'm sorry, honey. This isn't working out. I, knowing what I know about what that kid was going to look like, I'd have kept my distance from birth. Kid, you're not coming I mean, out of this. We're not that close. I would have Toledo'd a little bit. I'd have been like, I'm not going to be around a lot. Uh, somebody should have gunny sacked me on, based on looks. Now, there was a stretch of time when I tried makeup to clear things up. Now, maybe that's the problem. I would wear makeup to school. And my shirts were all covered in makeup. I'm like, what are you doing? Anything to cover this up. Somebody told me your nose would look smaller if you put, like, this white stuff on the sides of your nose. So I was shadowing. I was Kardashian. I was shadowing my nose to make it look smaller when I was in junior high. Rhinoplasty. This nose has been here since I was, like, five, as is today. It was huge. Anyway. I got full Michael Jackson. (laughs) I considered it. (laughs) But then in my mind, I'm like, what if it's worse? What if you get a nose job and it actually is just worse? Well, we talked about the other day, those botched, uh, yep. you know, face, you know, like Meg Ryan yeah. and stuff like that. They just wreck it. They, they become it. hooked on it. Like and you now, said, now I do it because I, I, I've, I've accepted ugly. I'm good at dealing with it. So I can, I could go full. I'm worried uh, like that. I'm going to end up doing it for fun. For the laughs, it would be great to have an even more twisted face. What are you going to do? Ugly people look at your kids today, and if they're ugly too, go apologize to them. It's your fault. And uh, women, you might have gotten yourself a handsome fella, and you're ugly, and you know it. Clap your hands. And look at your kid, and if you're the ugly one I mean, in the she's relationship. she's got money. Yeah. Now, I don't understand when two good-looking people have an ugly kid. I've seen that too. That doesn't make any sense to me. You had plastic surgery, yeah, didn't that's you? What I, I didn't know that. I wonder that about... Both of them. Well, now you have more and more that uh, yeah. you know, it becomes, their kids they're doing have, it at 22, 23. Their kids have funky faces, and they're like, doesn't even look like you guys. And they're like, I think maybe she got a nose job that I'm not aware of, because his nose isn't that, and her nose isn't that. But where did that come from? You're right. It's uh, I now question my handsome couple and their ugly kid. I'm not going to name names, because they aren't real sure. That, well, they know who I'm talking about. They know their kid is a hideous beast. It's only like four, but 
All right, I'm giving away the game here. But still, <laughs> they're both really attractive human beings. Kids, not so much. What are you going to do? Yeah, I think it's a surgery thing. Anyway, let's get a wake-up song. I or Sancho. <laughs> or Sancho came in. Hey, stranger things have happened. Yeah, DNA test the ago. Mm-hmm. I had just enough of my mom's traits. That it was, well, of course, I came out of her too. They would have had to test to see if I was the she was the real mom. They knew that, but that that it kept it going all right to where it was. But two good looking people have an uggo. Ah. Sancho, yeah, he might be right. I'm going to start crying into their lives a little more. Yeah, like that John Jay. Somebody just said, "Ask John Jay." Like his kids can't look anything like him. He's been rebuilt out of claymation like i don't know what's going on with him it's like he's out of a you can watch him a lot this month in his christmas specials (laughs) he looks like sledgehammer like when the fruit starts changing he's sledgehammer animation (laughs) and his kids i don't know what are you gonna do i haven't seen his kids i don't want to bash his kids because i don't know him but i don't know what he looked like before i don't know what he looks like now i can't describe him it changes daily. It does. It's every time you see him, it's like, oh, there's new hair in places there weren't hair before. Let's get a wake up song, shall we? Five eight five ninety eight hundred. A good one, and we'll scream it together. It's ninety eight KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. KUPD. <laughs>